This is Rick Strunk with this week's Lenten devotional. First, the scripture from Psalm 32. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and bridle, or they will not come to you. Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing, all you who are upright in heart. Lent is a period of reflection, a somber time as compared, say, to the hubbub and hilarity of the run-up to Christmas. And rightfully so. The journey to the cross is certainly a time of introspection when we reflect on the magnitude of the sacrifice Christ made for us and the love that made it possible. But this passage, Psalm 32, strikes me differently. It reflects the honesty found so often in the Psalms, but it is a beacon of light because it points to how God has made a way for us when we had no way. The writer tips his hand right from the start. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. That's us. As believers, here is what we have gained based on just the two, two verses. We are forgiven, our sins are covered, they are not counted against us, and our spirit is in fact changed. We don't have to be deceitful, and the next part of the psalm points out why. See, the writer hasn't always felt this way and reminds us accordingly. If we are honest, we can probably identify. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. There was a time, a time before, that we felt crushed. We just couldn't do it, no matter how hard we tried. Like the oppressive feeling of one of those thick, humid, Orange County summer days just sapping our strength. The weight was too much to bear. So what is the secret? What happened? How do we pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and make it work? Now, unlike some situations we face, that's not going to cut it here, and that is not what happened. We cannot make a way for ourselves in this one, for the disease of sin is in fact fatal. Then the psalmist reveals the secret, which to us as believers should be no secret at all. The Psalms are in many ways an honest book, and the honesty is on display. Just look at the verbs in verses 5 and 6. We acknowledge our sin. We don't try to cover up our iniquity, and we confess our transgressions to the Lord. We are honest with God. We admit we can't deal with our sin on our own, and we acknowledge and confess it. And then one of the most beautiful phrases found in Scripture, you forgave the guilt of my son. My sin is not ignored, but it is by grace that guilt is forgiven. 
Nothing I have done other than be honest with God about that need. Isn't that a great thought for Lent or any time for that matter? The rest of the psalm provides additional encouragement, such as protect us from trouble, surround with songs of deliverance, instruct, teach, and counsel you. It doesn't end with a transaction resulting in our forgiveness. That's just the beginning. Surely there is reason to rejoice and be glad, as the psalm says in closing. And maybe this is cheating a little bit, looking ahead, you know, being aware of the ending before you get to the book's conclusion. But we should be greatly encouraged by knowing the ending, understanding from this side of the cross. The Bible does not shy away from the struggles and challenges that we face and doesn't promise we'll avoid them. In fact, John 16, quotes Jesus as saying, In this world you will have trouble. But the very next sentence says, Take heart, I have overcome the world. And that's good news for any time, including Lent. We do, in fact, know the rest of the story. Let's pray. Father, as we journey to the cross during this Lent, let us be reminded of the great news that our transgressions are forgiven and our sins are covered. May we acknowledge and confess our sins to you, and we take heart because through Jesus, he has overcome the world. Amen.